Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So um, I hope everyone had a wonderful week. And as we continue in our topic of grounding, please remember that for the premiere on YouTube of the episodes, I am in the chat room. So if you have any questions or comments, you can log in there and I can answer them live. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, please leave comments at the end of the episode and I'll be happy to respond to them. And I also invite you to go over and watch the episodes on YouTube and the link for you will be in your description. So now we're going to be talking about some practical ideas on how to ground. Since we've already talked about what that means to you and you've had time to think about that, now I'm going to be sharing some things that one, work for me and two, um, have worked for people who I have worked with. And so it's grounding is a very personal thing. And so as you find your way in it and as you find your, um, you know, your meaning for it, then you can go ahead and create the method, ritual, however you want to put it in order to achieve that. So first, um, most people connect grounding to an aspect of earth. So one of the best ways to start off with is to utilize a stone. And uh, this stone is one that I received in a cave in England near the point where um, Merlin supposedly came out of the sea onto the land. And it's a place called Merlin's Cave. And this stone came to me there. And so, you know, a stone doesn't have to come from a, you know, have a really cool story or a really cool lineage. It could just be a stone in a river. And the aspect and the idea of the stone is, especially for river stones, that it's all about letting things wash over it and release. That is the energetic, um, well, shall we say the energetic teaching that stones have for us. It allows us to find that still center place and just let everything else flow past. So if you're using a stone and, you know, maybe you just walk along the road and you found a little stone, it doesn't matter how big it is, it doesn't matter how small it is or what shape it is, if it resonates with you. And often when you find stones, there'll be one that just kind of says, hey, pick me up, take me with you. So this is um, a good way to begin with learning about stillness. So if your grounding is based in becoming very still and very quiet and very connected to earth, then what you can do is just first, just sit and hold the stone, bring your full attention to it, focus on it. And you know, it's just about noticing first notice visually about it. Notice what it looks like, the color variations, uh, places where it's pitted, places where it's not, whether or not there's any little sparkly bits in it. And notice how it feels. Notice how heavy it feels. Notice how smooth or rough it is. And when you hold it, just kind of experience that stone. And this is also an excellent meditation. So when you are able to just really connect with the idea and 
then you take it to another level where you say, pretend what it would be like to be a stone and see if you can energetically match the stone. And for those of you who are empathic, which, you know, most people have to a degree, um, you can connect empathically to the stone. And we covered that in the empathy section when we studied that. So you can go back to those episodes or if you have questions, you can contact me. But just really make the stone your full focus. Give it every ounce of your attention. Look at it and look deeper and look deeper. Feel it deeper. And as you sit and as you feel that stone and just kind of, you know, you can just sort of rest it in your hands. You can rest it in your lap as long as you're holding on to it and be relaxed. Breathe. We talked about the, the breath where you go in for four, hold for four, and then exhale for eight. And what that does is that do that a few times and that will kind of bring you into a more peaceful state inside of yourself. Then from that more relaxed, more peaceful state, really create that connection. You know, like I said, you know, we all used to pretend when we were little, pretend what it would be like to be the stone. Well, it would be still, you would be quiet. Everything would just sort of move past you. You can picture what it would be like to be a stone in the river, the water moving past, flowing, and you know, you can picture that stream of water just taking anything weighing on you and just pulling it down the river as you just sit and let everything flow past. So allow yourself to just go into that place of stillness, into that place of quiet. And once you practice this for a little while, you will find that you're able, even if you're not touching the stone, you will be able to recreate that sense of stillness, that sense of quiet. And from there, you can do your earth grounding. Just feel yourself going in. Now, some people picture it as they're a tree and their roots are going into the soil, into the earth, stable, quiet, connected. So either one will work. So for this type of grounding, um, especially for those of you who want that earth magic aspect, you know, this is a really great place to start. And I've been asked why I use stones as opposed to crystals. Well, in my experience, crystals, and you know, and here's a nice labradorite, crystals amplify. Crystals create a reaction. They create change. And so if I want to... Um, you know, to, to really, you know, amp up the energy. Or if I have like a specific thing, like I want to transmit healing or I want to transmit, um, you know, any properties. It's like one of the properties of Labradorite is about abundance and it's about, um, you know, really creating solid foundations to bring good things into your life. So, you know, if I want to do that either for myself or for somebody else, I will use a crystal and I will, you know, focus that. But see that immediately, the energy of this immediately has like, you know, kind of a stirring up activation aspect to it where stones are for slowing down. And so, you know, and try it out. If you have crystals, 
sit and hold the crystal and, you know, experience it and then switch to a stone. And you'll notice it's almost like, you know, somebody slammed on the brakes or in some cases it's like a subtle, but you will notice a slowing down of energy between the stone and the crystal. You know, the crystal may even start tingling a little more in your hand, you may notice, and where the stone might become heavier. So if you're holding the two together, you know, it can almost create an opposition, you know, in you. So that's why I don't do that very often. If I want stillness, if I want connection, if I want grounding, which is a dampening down effect as opposed to an activation effect, you know, I go to stones. Now, other ways of grounding is that you can use water and you know for people who you know people have asked it's like well is it different with tea is it different with um you know different types of drinks or milk or whatever generally for grounding purposes if i'm doing that as a specific exercise i just use water um tea because tea has that element of plant, of earth, of herb, whatever the properties of that herb will be, that can also, like crystals, be sort of more of an activation piece. So if I just want stillness, then I just do plain water. And you can take a sip and just hold it in your mouth. Now the question is, you know, you use cold water, do you use warm water? Um, I would say that if you are, and, and there are also many, you know, there's some like in, in certain traditions, you never, ever, ever drink cold water. It's always supposed to be warm. Um, to me, it really doesn't matter that much. Uh, but I suppose it depends on what is it that my body is asking for. If my body is asking for warmth, then I'll have warm water. If um, I'm kind of want to shock myself out of something, or if I'm in an energetic process, and I kind of want to jar myself out, pull myself out of it. Drinking cold water is kind of that cutoff piece. Now, if you're not done with your energetic process and, you know, you still want to explore it more, don't drink the cold water. You can drink warm water or, or like, you know, sort of a neutral temperature, tepid. So it's not warm. It's not cold. It's just sort of there. And... If you are done and you're just trying, trying to kind of settle yourself back down, drink cold water. It sort of, in a way, it shocks and wakes up the system, but it kind of takes you out of that moment and suddenly you're in a sensory moment. You're in a moment of, oh, I'm aware of the cold and that draws your attention and it kind of breaks you off from the flow of the other energy. Besides, water is tremendously good for you and you should drink as, you know, as much as you can because hydration is also an aspect of grounding because of the fact when our body is well hydrated, everything is functioning as it should. When we go into a dehydrated state, there tends to be a, you know, the body goes into more of a survival mode. It's having to work harder. So when you're working with grounding, it's, it's like, um, when you're grounding, you want to be in a comfortable position. You don't want to be uncomfortable because that'll take you away from your focus. So, uh, just have a nice sip of water. You can hold it in your mouth for a couple of seconds and just really feel it. And then when you swallow it, like swallow it slowly, like, you know, maybe swallow the mouthful in like three separate gulps. 
and just like drink it gently. And if, that's the one thing I also like about drinking cold water is you can actually kind of feel it going down and moving out and being absorbed. And you can picture that, you know, you can connect yourself to that. And as that water comes into your body, you know, think of a stream, think of the ocean, think of a still lake. And any, though, any of those, you know, visualizations will bring you back into that centered, grounded state, that sort of, you know, that very peaceful, quiet space. And even though if you think about the ocean, you know, you think about the tides and going in and that kind of shh sound. So, you know, or rain, you know, often people can ground by listening to the sound of rain because it can bring you into a place of just neutral stillness. Um, you can use breathing techniques. Like I said, you know, the intake of four, hold for four, breathing out for eight. Just doing that by itself can be grounding. So, you know, you just, you want to deep, slow breaths. Even if it's just a gentle breath, because often when we're feeling ungrounded, when we're in an agitated state, we're not even realizing how much we're holding our breath or we're breathing very shallow. Stop and do conscious breathing of deep in and deep out. And let yourself relax, become focused on the feeling of the air and the filling of your lungs and then gently releasing that. So, you know, those are just some really basic ways that you can be able to incorporate grounding. And, you know, for some, it's there are certain musical pieces that you listen to. And, um, you know, it's some, you know, and like Stones versus Crystals, some pieces can, you know, definitely take you out there and, and, you know, take you out to bright, sparkly, light, airy places. And other pieces will ground. And you can actually look up, you can Google, you know, music for grounding. And you'll get recommendations and there'll be like little clips that you can listen to. Figure out which one works for you. So if you're, if you auditory is is a big way that information comes to you if you really enjoy music if you connect to music you can use that music for grounding you just find have to find the right one just like you know finding a stone you just need to find the right one and you'll know the right one when you find it you'll know the right music when you find it you'll know the perfect temperature that you prefer to you know when you drink water to ground to um you know, let yourself, you know, just be in that place. And one of my favorite things is to go somewhere where it's really, really windy and there's a breeze. Or if I'm walking in the morning and, you know, there's a breeze and it's autumn and the leaves are being blown and I can hear the, the wind going through the trees, but just the feel of the air gently, you know, moving me, pushing me. And, you know, it's, to me, it's, that's very soothing, very relaxing. It brings me right into the moment. So once again, and as we talked about, the goal of grounding is to bring you to your core self, to bring you to that quiet moment, that quiet space. So however you do that, um, this is your path to find. And you can start with the things I've recommended in this episode, and you can move on from there. But this is your journey, your path. Don't worry, you can't get it wrong. You'll figure it out. So thank you for joining me. And um, for those of you who are 
listening in on Blog Talk Radio, please go over to the YouTube page and uh, I will be, at, when the video ends, you know, so will the live chat, but you can always leave comments afterwards and I always check for comments. And you can also reach me through my Twitter page and through my Facebook page, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. And for those of you who would like to help support this channel, you can like this video, you can subscribe. And it's always, you know, I always like seeing the community grow bit by bit. And you can comment, you can share this video. If you'd like to support me in, you know, a greater way for as little as $2 a month, uh, you can become a patron through my Patreon account. And the link for that is in the description. So uh, we will see you next week. I hope you have a wonderful time. I hope you enjoy exploring grounding. If you do have any other questions, uh, I believe next week will be our last one, the four weeks in October anyway. And so between now and then, if you have any questions on grounding that you would specifically like me to cover, uh, please let me know. And you can get in touch with me through any one of those sources I mentioned. So thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and class dismissed.